This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right, back to the show. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and this will be our last 30 minutes for this show of Real Presence Live. Thank you for listening to us. My next guest is Dr. Ralph Martin by phone. Dr. Martin, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Monsignor. It's uh, great to have you on the air with us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're calling from. I am calling from Ann Arbor, Michigan, where we're having uh, periodic snowstorms, probably nothing like you're having. You're in North Dakota, is that right? <laughs> That's right, yes. Yeah. I think you, you yeah. Have, don't, you have, don't you have lake effect <clears throat> stuff over there or something? That's, I think that's different, we, isn't it? Yeah, no, we, we have that, but uh, they have it even more in the western part of the state. We're, we're okay. about 40 miles uh, west of Detroit, and so I, I teach in the seminary in Detroit, Sacred Heart Seminary. I'm ah. director, of our, director of our graduate programs in the Fantastic. theology of evangelization. I'm the director of education out here in the Diocese of Bismarck, and I'm bringing out in April Dr. Edward Peters to present to us. Oh, yes, yes. He's our well-known canon lawyer. Yes, and and your uh, well-known former rector is my uh, seminary classmate, Bishop Jeffrey Monfort, and I have a lot of connections to Sacred Heart. Okay, yeah, that's great. Now All right, well, the, 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 let's get back to work here. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing, Dr. Yeah. Martin. Well, yeah, well, besides uh, working at the seminary and teaching there, uh, I also am president of an organization called Renewal Ministries, which does uh, Catholic renewal and evangelization. We have a, a weekly television program called The Choices We Face on EWTN. It's actually the longest-running Catholic television program. And then we have two daily uh, Catholic radio programs, one called Food for the Journey with Sister Ann Shields and one called Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck. And Peter was uh, uh, did the uh, Bishop Lucker lec- lecture last year in, in the New Elm Diocese, and then we also do a lot of mission work. We work in about 30 or 40 different countries trying to strengthen the church in those countries, and just a lot of other stuff. So that's kind of wearing two hats, one at the seminary and one uh, with this mission organization. You will be coming to Redwood Falls soon, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I guess there's an annual lecture called the Bishop Lucker Lecture, and they've asked me to speak on Hungry for God. Uh, they want to kind of try to deepen the spirituality of people who will be coming to the lecture. And so I, I hope to be able to do that. That will be uh, when exactly? Well, it's going to be in March. Let me take a quick look at my calendar here. It will be, let's see here, it will be Monday, March 9th in the evening. And... Uh do you think generally, now this presentation is called Hungry for God. Do you think we have enough hunger for God? None of us do, because if we really knew who God was and is, if we really know who we are, we would have an absolutely overwhelming, irrepressible, non-stoppable hunger for union with God. But Teresa of Avila says something really interesting. She says... Uh, unless you have a really great hunger for God, you're not going to make much progress on the spiritual journey. But then she says, if you don't have great hunger for God, a great desire for God, ask God to give it to you, and he will. So there. 
And, uh, and so if any, of us, if any of us lack a great desire for God, we need to ask him to give it to us. It's like every time we run into a weakness in ourselves or a dead end or we think that we've gone as far as we can in the spiritual life, we've just reached the point where we qualify for divine welfare. You know, we were below the poverty level, and we need to receive help from God, and we will if we ask him for it. We uh, used the, the term lukewarm previously. I've, I spoke briefly about the book of Revelation and uh, the lukewarm soul. Many of us, many of us, have, as you said, do have a lukewarm desire for our Lord, for Almighty God, and and we we kind of we we kind of resign ourselves to that to to a, a lukewarm yeah. spiritual life. Um, yeah. I, I think people, you know, live their lives, maybe get discouraged. I think most people, I think most people want to do better. I think, uh-huh. um, you know, we, we don't want to miss the mark. Uh, but we kind of re- we kind of resign ourselves sometimes to, to the spiritual life that we have. Can you speak about this? Uh-huh. Sure. Well, you know, Teresa of Avila divides the stages of the spiritual life into seven mansions or stages. And she says if you reach stage three or mansion three, which she says is just basically a stable Catholic life, you're living a good Catholic life, there's no reason why you can't go all the way to stage seven, you know, the deepest possible union with God here on earth. And she says the reason why people don't, she says, lack of desire, which we just talked about. And then she says, lack of knowledge. People don't understand how much is possible. People don't understand how to overcome the obstacles that they're running into. People don't understand uh, how we can cooperate with God's grace more. So there's just a lot of wisdom in our Catholic tradition that I hope to be able to share uh, there in Minnesota on March 7th. And you mentioned uh, before, briefly, that we need to pray for... Uh, the, the the desire. What 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 pra- uh, we we have that prayer. We need that prayer. We need to pray that prayer. Uh, but what other practical tips might you have to increase this desire? Well, I think spiritual reading is really important. Uh, I, I actually said the wrong date there. It's March ninth, but March ninth. Okay. Far yeah, March 9th. But anyway, uh, I've written a book called The Fulfillment of All Desire, a guidebook for the journey to God based on the wisdom of the saints. And in my own life, reading some of these spiritual spiritual masters has just really increased my own desire for God and also increased my knowledge. It's been really, really helpful. But I know a lot of our fellow Catholics have kind of picked up books like John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila, and they say, I don't know what's going on there. And I was in that position, too, until one day I feel like the Lord just kind of turned the lights on and began to understand what was going on. And I thought if you could ever put together the wisdom of our tradition uh, in a clear, orderly way, you'd have the most amazing guidebook for the spiritual journey. So it took me 10 years to do it, but the, the book is called The Fulfillment of All Desire, and it's really being used all over the world. I was just in Australia, and it's being used in seminaries in Sydney and Brisbane. It's being used in you know small groups. And so I, I would really recommend some good spiritual reading. This is one thing. There's another book by Father Dubay called The Fire Within. That's also a good resource. But also sacred scripture. You know, really, uh, really meditating on the daily readings at mass, and really letting those words sink in, and really realizing that these are the words, inspired words from God, from Jesus and the apostles and the prophets, and uh, they can really start really impacting our soul and mind, and increasing our desire for God. Doctor Ralph Martin is my guest here on Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We're talking about 
Well, we're talking about the spiritual life and how we cannot resign ourselves to just a lukewarm spiritual life. Can you name those two books again that you've just mentioned, Dr. Martin? Yeah, the first one uh, I've written is called The Fulfillment of All Desire, a guidebook for the journey to God based on the wisdom of the saints. It's it's widely available. People can get it on Amazon.com. The other book is called The Fire Within by Father Thomas Dubay, which is also a really good, profound book on the spiritual life. When we talk about this spiritual life, and in this context to not resign ourselves to a mediocre or lukewarm spiritual life, uh, we, we often run up against uh, resistance, uh, what, we know, and we know that there are things that block our progress. Uh, that's, what, are the, what blocks our progress? Well, one of the things is discouragement, like you mentioned previously. And one of the things that St. Ignatius of Loyola says, he says, discouragement is never from the Lord. It should always be resisted, because discouragement cuts us off from the source of life that comes from faith and hope and love. And so one of the, one of the things we need to realize is that discouragement never comes from the Lord and has to be vigorously resisted. Another thing, that happens to people is anxiety about all kinds of things in their life and anxiety can really choke off the work of the Spirit in our life and one of the things the Scripture says is he says cast your anxiety on the Lord because he cares about you and then the peace of Christ will reign in your heart and give you understanding and so anxiety and discouragement are two big obstacles that cut us off from the presence of the Lord and the uh, you know, the peace of the Lord in our soul. Another thing, of course, is sin. You know, we, there's a lot of people that would like to have a spiritual life, but also like to hold on to certain sins in their life, and that's not going to work. And so we really realize that what Jesus says is, do whatever it takes to break free from serious sin. You know, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If your right hand causes you to sin, uh, cut it off. Better enter the kingdom missing an eye or an arm than to go down to hell with an intact body. So we've got to realize that, you know, our eternal salvation is at stake, and we're not going to make progress in the spiritual journey, much less end up in heaven. If we're holding on to serious sins in our life, we've really got to repent. We've really got to make an effort to change. We've really got to do those things we need to do, like avoid the near occasions of sin, go to the sacrament of reconciliation, go to a 12-step group if you need to, to get free of patterns of sin in your life. And uh, copying that sin of Augustine, uh, that the prayer, I should say, of Augustine is a bad habit. We often do it such as, Lord, give me, give me this, but not right now. Right, right. And, and <laughs> that's why we need to have the, the voice of the apostles ringing in our ears. If you hear his voice today, harden not your heart, because really, we don't know how much more time any of us have, and it's really important that we not postpone and not put off our, our, our wholehearted response to the Word of the Lord. We just don't know how much time we have. And Bernard of Clairvaux says, those who postpone their wholehearted surrender to the Lord are stupid, <laughs> which, which sounds a little insulting, but then he gives us reason. He says, why would you postpone the greater freedom, the greater joy, the greater love, that the Lord has in store for you, even on this earth, why would you postpone that? You're stupid if you do. Because, you know, the closer we come to the Lord, the more we're united with His will, the more fruitful our life is going to be, the more we'll have the resources we need to deal with all the challenges in our life, the more responsive to the work of the Holy Spirit, the more full of wisdom that we'll be able to really be a help to other people.
Dr. Ralph Martin of Renewal Ministries is my guest. We're talking about the spiritual life. Dr. Martin, you indicated that uh, uh, two things that block our progress, discouragement and anxiety. Let's talk about that anxiety a little bit. Is that usually self-inflicted? Where does that anxiety come from that we're supposed to cast unto the Lord? Anxiety is a block to the spiritual life. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's sure lots of reasons to be anxious. <laughs> you know, it isn't like we're crazy. You know, there's really confusion in the church, there's confusion in the world, there's challenges in our personal life, there's medical issues, there's financial issues, there's relationship issues, there's family strife and other kinds of issues. But one of the things the Lord is saying is that He doesn't want those issues to produce in us anxiety or discouragement, and he wants to really let those challenges be an occasion for driving us into a deeper surrender to him. He really wants us to know that we we truly can't handle this all ourselves. We truly can't solve these problems in our own strength, but we really need the strength of the Lord. So that's why he says, you know, cast all your anxiety on me. He knows it's going to be good reason for anxiety, but he also knows that anxiety or the, the pressures that lead to anxiety can be an invitation to a greater dependence, greater reliance on him, greater resting on his heart, greater receiving strength from his love in the midst of our troubles. Uh, Dr. Ralph Martin is my guest. This is a good interview. Well, you're you're a good interview, but this is a good interview as well because as we uh, near Lent, or uh, we're going to be 17 days from Lent this Sunday. Uh, people should be, I've reminded people, should be preparing for Lent now so that when Ash Wednesday is here, we're not, you know, caught, 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 you know, with our ashes surprised. And then three weeks later, we wonder why we're not into it. People are listening to us right now, Dr. Martin, uh, whether they're driving, whether they're at their office or wherever they are. And as we near Lent and we're talking about the spiritual life, we're talking about not resigning to mediocrity or a lukewarm life. Um, what can be some practical Lenten resolutions or, 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 or uh, how uh, get us ready for Lent right now and everything we're talking about? What can we do practically? When you talk about, you know, re- reaching the seventh stage, I think, you know, generally that's discouraging in itself. But practically, what can we do? Get us ready for Lent. I guess that's my question. How do we do that? Sure. Sure. Well, Lent is traditionally the time where the Church kind of takes a look at our relationship with the Lord and cleans up anything in our life that's crept in over the last year and redoubles our our zeal for holiness. And the three traditional practices of Lent that are recommended based in the Scripture are prayer, almsgiving, and fasting. And I would like to suggest that people seriously consider making specific decisions about something they're going to do in Lent related to prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. For prayer, I would say, honestly, if if people don't have a daily time of personal prayer, they're not going to make much progress in something that's really possible. Uh, you know, all the saints say, <laughs> you can't get to heaven if you don't pray, you know? You can't grow in a spiritual life if you don't pray. So one of the most important decisions I made in my own life uh, was to take some time each day for personal prayer. When, when I was a senior at Notre Dame, uh, I was caught up in the confusion of the 60s, and I, I made a weekend retreat called the Curcio, and it really made a big impact in my life. I really discovered the reality of the living Lord and really surrendered my life to Him. 
But then I realized that, you know, there's going to be a fluctuation of emotion. Sometimes I'm going to feel the Lord's presence in His love, and sometimes I'm not. But He's the most important person in my life, and i got to do something to pay attention to Him every day. So that was a long time ago, and uh, I really made a decision to take some time each day for personal prayer. And I honestly think that that's been one of the most important decisions in my life. And I would really recommend to people, look in your schedule. Try to take some time each day for personal prayer. We have so many wonderful helps to help us with prayer these days, like that little uh, monthly magazine, the Magnificat, that has the uh, daily readings and psalms and things like that, morning prayer, evening prayer. Little helps like that can really get us started in our prayer time and really give us a little focus and a little little way of getting into it. Uh, so that's prayer. Uh, another thing I would say is fasting. Now, <laughs> a lot of people don't like fasting, including myself. One of the things that Jesus says in Mark chapter nine, verse twenty-nine, some of the some of the translations, it says the disciples say, "Why why can't we get these demons to leave people?" And Jesus says, "These kind of can only go with prayer and fasting," and that's been a tradition in the church. And uh, honestly, sometimes I've been really concerned for some of my children. I forgot to mention that I've got six children. And 19 grandchildren, but sometimes my children were kind of getting off the track, one really seriously, so much so that I was concerned that if she died where she was, she might not really end up with the Lord. And so I really added some weekly fasting uh, to, to prayer for her. And one of the things that uh, the early Christians did is fast two days a week. And so I tried to kind of start fasting two days a week, and it's really it's really kind of simple. I, it's not a heroic fast. I just stopped eating after evening meal one day and don't eat again until the next evening. And, you know, people can adjust and, you know, get a fast that works for them. If they can't fast from food, they can fast from desserts, or they can fast from alcohol, they can fast from uh, TV or social media, or, you know, there's different things that we can renounce that kind of makes our soul more available to God, more attentive to Him. And then, and then uh, almsgiving. Yes, we really need to be generous in our giving. We really need to be generous in our giving. And Catholics are like, you know, when they do studies of different denominations and churches and the level of giving, Catholics are at the bottom, and it's really pathetic. And we really should be really giving to our local parishes. We should be giving to uh, ministries. We should be giving to poor people. We should be, you know, we we should be giving. And if we haven't built in regular giving into our life, that's another thing we should do in Lent. And, um... Dr. Martin, is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners? You are certainly uh, a wealth of knowledge, a great interview, and you're doing great work for the Church. Uh, What message would you like to leave for our listeners this morning, if they're just beginning to listen right now? Come to me, all you who are burdened with the heaviness of life, and I will give you rest for your soul, because my burden is light, my yoke is sweet, and I will give you rest. Come to the Lord's love, rest on his heart, trust him to do in your life what he wants to do in your life. You know, that what, that's one of the early icons that inspired me when I was on retreat. Before I went into the seminary, I saw this icon. Our Lord was showing this passage, and I talk about this during funeral homilies from time to time. And I thought it would be, I thought it would be important to know what verse Jesus was showing us in the Bible. It was in Cyrillic, so I found this really smart priest 
and he got really close to it, and that's what he that's what he said. Come to that's me, great. all of you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Thank you, Dr. Mm-hmm. Martin, and we wish you well. You're going to be in the Redwood Falls area, Redwood Falls, Minnesota, on March 9th. You're going to give a presentation as part of the Bishop Lucker Lecture Series. That's right. I look forward to seeing people there. Uh, thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live, and blessings on your continued work. Thank you, Monsignor. You too. You helped us get ready for Lent. Fantastic. Okay. Okay, great. Check on in again with us. We're going to move now to honor our fathers. Uh, we, We know that we have so many great priests in our listening area who are models and guides for us. And, uh, and we, we want to honor here uh, on Real Presence Live our spiritual fathers each week. Uh, we throw a dozen donuts their way, but more importantly, we, we, we talk about their lives a bit. These donuts are donated by a local business to share with, with their staff. Um, if you'd uh, like to honor, uh, you can um, nominate your spiritual fathers. Uh, this week, we're going to honor a priest I've known for over 30 years, Father Gary Luton, pastor of Blessed Sacrament Church in West Fargo. Congratulations, Father Gary Luton. We started studying philosophy together. We studied our Latin and Greek together when we were in the salt mines at Cardinal Minch Seminary in Fargo. And Father Gary Luton is certainly a worthy recipient of, of this honor this week. We'll be sending him donuts courtesy of Holy Family Bookstore in Fargo. Holy Family Bookstore, we know it. It provides books, gifts, and articles for all occasions. You can find them in the phone book, 701-241-7842. We're grateful for, for their gift. Father Gary Luton, we honor you today, and you are a good soul, and I have been happy to know you for over three decades. You've been nominated by both Denise and Heidi. Denise says... Father Gary is the most humble person whom I have ever met. He is kind to everyone, no matter the circumstances. He is truly a servant leader and has inspired so many in our parish to strive to deepen their faith. Uh, Denise, I would concur. I would sum up Father Gary Luton that way, as I met him in 1986. Heidi says, Father Luton is a great role model for our youth. Since Blessed Sacrament is a sponsoring school for Trinity Elementary, Father Luton was our classroom priest last year. Every month, my third graders would always be asking me when it was time for Father Luton to visit. Father Luton was always willing to answer questions from our Stump the Priest box and any other questions my students had. His willingness to answer questions motivated my students to dive deeper into their faith. One day, a student of mine brought in a saint medal that he had received from his first communion. Father dropped everything and spent extra time in my room so that he could bless the medal for my student. It's all that little boy could talk about for weeks. Father Luton was also very dedicated when it came to priest visits. He was always touching base with teachers to ensure that we were all on the same page of when he was coming. Between Father's willingness to help students explore their faith and his great communication, I couldn't have asked for a better classroom priest. Father Gary Luton, congratulations to you, Denise and Heidi. Thank you for 
that nomination. You know, I, I remember in an early book that we read in the seminary, it's called The Likeness of Christ. We learned how really the first step of the spiritual journey is to develop a personal admiration for the person of Jesus of Nazareth. A personal admiration. Uh, and, I, and I ask people, uh, you know, how do you admire our Lord? And when people ask me, how can I love our Lord more? You have to first admire our Lord. The first step is a strong personal admiration for the person of Jesus of Nazareth. Because admiration begets love. And then love inspires imitation. When St. Paul wrote, imitate me as I imitate Christ, imitation comes from love, which begins with a heart's admiration. And obviously, Denise and Heidi have this admiration for Father Luton and his love and work to imitate his work. So, Father Gary Luton, thank you. It'd be great to, to visit with you uh, again. It's, it's been a while. And uh, enjoy your work and blessings on your continued work out there in West Fargo. Remember, he was chosen for this week's Honor Our Fathers. And uh, today's is brought to you again by Holy Family Bookstore in Fargo. Uh, they are been, they've been selling Catholic books, gifts, and religious articles for some time. And if you'd like to help sponsor this segment, you certainly can. It's, it's a neat segment. Uh, it doesn't cost you a lot. And uh, it certainly uh, benefits our priests. We know that we need to encourage our priests and continue to pray for our priests. You can sponsor this segment. Call Brett at 605-670-8333. 605-670-8333. Uh, so, Father Gary Luton, congratulations to you. We, we studied together. Uh, Father James Meyer was part of that class. Father James Cheney, uh, now Bishop Austin Vetter, was part of that class. And uh, Monsignor Wald was part of that class. Jeffrey Wald. We, we had a great time at Cardinal Minch. Father Gary Luton was, was one of them. So as we come up on 57 minutes uh, past the hour, uh, Gregory... Uh, the time just flies by. I wish I could do no this kidding. two or three hours a day, but uh, we're coming to the end of this show. Give us a preview of the next. Great. So coming up next Monday, our host will be Father Michael Malloy and Karen Gibis. From the Vulnerable Child Protection Act to commercial surrogacy, a lot has happened with these important bills since our last visit with Chris Motes of the South Dakota Catholic Conference. We'll discuss all the latest happenings in the South Dakota legislature. And it's a community effort to help men move from homelessness and hurting to whole and healthy. How is this being done at the New Life Center in Fargo? We'll get the inside scoop as we visit with Tom O'Keefe. And this annual event has become one of the largest fundraisers for Rapid City Catholic Schools. We'll find out what you can expect for this year's Mayfest. All this and a bunch more coming up next Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. All right, Gregory. Well, are you keeping busy enough over there with your Real Presence live shows and uh, you, you keeping your head above water? It sounds like you are. Yeah, yep. Brandon only cracks the whip every once in a while, you know. Well, so. I tell you what, well, you, you, you need to just, just to do it from time to time. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, any plans this weekend? What do you got going? Um, probably just going to go home and move some more snow. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got more snow than we have out uh, out here in the in the west. Somebody, uh, one of my friends had surgery in Fargo, and he said, "Monsignor, you can't believe how much snow they have out here." Yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> 
too well, much. For we're gonna you. we're gonna keep sending it your way. We're kind of in the banana belt here in Southwest North Dakota. So yeah, sounds like it. Gregory, uh, take care of yourself shoveling snow. You're you're young enough. You'll get it done. <laughs> yeah. And uh, th- thanks for everything uh, today. All right. Yeah, no problem, Monsignor. Fantastic. I look forward to uh, when we can work again. Remember, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're grateful for your uh, support of Real Presence Radio, and we're grateful for your listening to this show, Real Presence Live. As I said before, uh, we're coming up on Lent. Uh, let's get ready now. It's less than three weeks this Sunday. We'll be 17 days before Ash Wednesday. Traditionally, this was called... Uh, Septuagesima Sunday, the Sunday uh, before, uh, uh, which is 17 days before Ash Wednesday. Putting all of that historical stuff aside, uh, this Sunday it will be the fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time. And start preparing for Lent right now. Dr. Martin gave us some pointers, and I've given you some help, and God's grace will do the rest. This has been Monsignor Schumacher, and thank you for listening. I'll be back on another show on another day. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.